Welcome to the FBC Athens podcast, Open to Explore Devotions. The devotion for today, the 15th day in our Lenten journey to the cross, is given by Frank Granger. This is based on the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, as recorded in Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Today, the reading comes from the voice translation. Listen to the tune of simple gifts played by Addison Acock, and prepare your mind, heart, and spirit to listen for God. The kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy landowner who got up early in the morning and went out first thing to hire workers to tend his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a day's wage for the day's work. The workers headed to the vineyard while the landowner headed home to deal with some paperwork. About three hours later, he went back to the marketplace and he saw some unemployed men standing around with nothing to do. Do you need some work? Go over to my vineyard and join the crew there. I'll pay you well. So off they went to join the crew at the vineyard. About three hours later, and then three hours after that, the landowner went back to the market and saw another crew of men and hired them too, sending them off to his vineyard and promising to pay them well. Then finally, late in the afternoon, at the cusp of night, The landowner walked again through the marketplace, and he saw other workers still standing around. Why have you been standing here all day, doing nothing? Because no one has hired us. Well, you should go over to my vineyard and work. And off the workers went. When quitting time arrived, the landowner called to his foreman. Pay the workers their day's wages. Beginning with the workers I hired most recently and ending with the workers who have been here all day. So the workers who had been hired just a short while before came to the foreman and he paid them each a day's wage. Then other workers who had arrived during the day were paid each of them a day's wage. Finally, the workers who'd been toiling since early morning came thinking they'd get paid more. But the foreman paid each of them a day's wage. As they received their pay, the last group of workers began to protest. We've been here since the crack of dawn, and you're paying us the exact same wage you paid the crew that just showed up? We deserve more than they do. We've been slogging in the heat of the sun all day. These others haven't worked nearly as long as we have. The landowner heard these protests. Friend, no one has been wronged here today. This isn't about what you deserve. You agreed to work for a day's wage, did you not? 
So, take your money and go home. I can give my money to whomever I please, and it pleases me to pay everyone the same amount of money. Do you think I don't have the right to dispose of my money as I wish? Or does my generosity somehow prick at you? And that is your picture. The last will be first, and the first will be last. Reading and hearing this parable in preparation for our Lent reflections, I started focusing on the aspect of labor, hard physical work that results in sweaty clothes, a dirty, crusty face, achy hands, and sore muscles. It's the kind of labor that many of us go to school to avoid, the kind of labor that pays by the hour, and if you want to get ahead by working by the hour, you have to work overtime. It's the kind of work that comes and goes, which means some days it's not to be found. There are two times that I do this kind of labor. One is when I'm doing it for free, working in my yard or or on a project of my choosing. I don't get paid, but in a way it's profitable. I save money by doing work that otherwise I would have to pay somebody else to come do. Call me crazy, but I do enjoy those labor-intense home projects, so I don't mind the fatigue and soreness. Also, these give me a feeling of satisfaction, of accomplishment, and of seeing something tangible for the energy and time that I spend. So what's the other time I do, or, or rather did, that kind of labor, you ask? Well, it would be years ago when I was picking up odd jobs in the summer during my high school and college years. One time between my junior and senior year in college, I had planned on taking a summer course and going on a European tour with the Furman Singers. The schedule was not compatible with me getting a summer-long daily job, so I was open to picking up some odd jobs. Reading this parable reminds me of one of those odd-never-done-that-before-or-since kind of jobs. One of my high school friends knew a family that was in the final stages of building a house. He said there was an opportunity to do a little work and earn some money, and I was on board with that. For a couple of days, we were at the house helping with some minor finishing touches, a little bit of touch-up painting, picking up debris left by other skilled workers, you know, the kind of things that you can't get anyone else to do. At the end of our second day, we got an offer to come back the next day, if we wanted. They were going to be laying an asphalt driveway and needed a few extra hands. The driveway was long and winding. The asphalt was spread using a dump truck and a small spreader attached to the back. Starting at the bottom, oh, did I forget to mention that the long and winding driveway was a gradual but steady incline from the house to the road? The bed of the truck tilted up, and as the hot asphalt slid into the spreader, the truck would move forward, laying the asphalt in a smooth bed to surface the driveway. But the driveway was a little bit wider than the spreader, which meant that there were bare spots on each side. That's where my friend and I come into the picture. Our job was to follow along, one on each side, and shovel additional asphalt to fill in the gap to the edges. We worked all day. The early morning wasn't too bad because we had a good amount of shade. But by the afternoon, there was no more shade, 
and the hot June summer sun was shining brightly. Having brought no gloves, I managed to develop a few blisters before the work was completed. It was a long, hot day. As promised, I was paid at the end of the day. There weren't any line reversals for who was paid first and no surprises in the distribution of the amounts. I remember this day not because I identified with the laborer in the parable who worked all day and felt he didn't receive what he deserved. Neither do I remember it because of identifying with the workers who were hired late in the day and received a full day's wage. I remember this event from my late teen years because I identify with the labor, the physical, grueling work in the heat of the day, the kind of labor that is temporary with a basic rate of pay, It was a one-day job without any real prospects for additional work or an ongoing job and without any possibility of bonuses. Just basic, unskilled labor. Show up, work, get paid, and go home. Tomorrow will be another day. We are most likely to identify with the attitude of the full-day workers. We gravitate toward the aspect of this parable that challenges our notions of fairness. We resonate with the one who feels wrong because he worked harder and longer than others but didn't get extra for his efforts. We identify with his grumbling that others aren't worthy of the full amount they receive. We're prone to be favorable to the surprise element in the parable, affirming the display of creative disruption to the scripted expectations of the way the world typically works. We do enjoy the notion that God surprises and turns the harshness of the world on its end. We celebrate a God who operates according to grace. Admittedly, we are all hoping for a little generosity to come our way, aren't we? But a word of caution is in order here because this could put us back in step with the attitude of the first hired workers looking for special consideration over others. Step back for a moment and reconsider. Perhaps we are less oriented to identify with the workers, all the workers, those people who labor among us. This is a challenge for me. When stepping into the parable, which is offering a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven, consider the laborers in this parable, those who are out of work, those who depend on hourly wages for their livelihood, people that others are reluctant to hire, the poorly educated, ex-cons, people who seem to be idle and lazy. The kingdom of heaven is like a person of wealth and means who puts people to work for a living wage. The kingdom of heaven is like a person of means who treats people with equal value and worth. The kingdom of heaven is like a business owner who hires those who are out of work, whom no one else wants to employ. Whether it is the welcomed surprise of grace, the display of acceptance and equal value of human beings, or the never-ending invitation to come and join, the kingdom of heaven disrupts our expectations, challenges our behavior, offers us welcome. God of grace and opportunity, 
Dissolve the rigid patterns within me which seek rewards for my extra efforts so that room can be made in my heart for the joy of your generosity. Amen.